there, my name is Terry Bear, and welcome to I Have Things to Say. It's the podcast where I say things that might make you laugh, cry, think, maybe feel encouraged, but hopefully these things make you want to hear more things I have to say. It's awkward meets charm meets wit with a side of insight. So I'm glad you're here because I have things to say. Yay! All right, welcome to today's episode. We're on episode five of I Have Things to Say. Uh, today's a big episode, y'all, because this is the day after this episode is finished recording and published, this is the day that I officially launch it out into the universe, into the interwebs and the podcastosphere. I don't know if that's a word. I just made it up. Um, but today is the day. So I wanted to get five episodes in the can before I launched it and really publicized this thing. Some of you have found it because it's been published already on several platforms and I'm so excited. So some of you have already heard a little bit, but today is the day after episode five that I'm going to put this out into the world. So it's a big day. It's a, it's an exciting day. Uh, it's a scary day, but it's a great day for me to talk about today's topic. Uh, do I belong? Because uh, I think that's something that we all wonder from time to time. Uh, do I belong here? Is this where I fit? Uh, how do I fit into this space? So um, I wasn't exactly sure where to go with my episode today, but I was reading this morning. If y'all don't get Shine texts, uh, it's a little text that comes uh, Monday through Friday, and it's just little tidbits of encouraging things to help you kind of kickstart your day or feel better about your day or feel better about your life. And today's text was perfect. And it kind of gave me the idea to work through uh, the episode today because it's really perfect. Um, do I belong? Do I belong in this podcast world? We're going to talk about that because um, this is brand new for me. So I think often we we wonder if we fit, uh, if we uh, belong in a certain space, whether it's something you've done a lot of, whether it's something you're familiar with, whether it's people you're familiar with, or whether it's something completely brand new. Uh, for me, this is a really tough thing. Um, I, as an introvert and just as somebody who has a lot of uh, self-confidence issues, um, I, I can go to the same thing every week and still wonder week to week, do I really belong here? Um, and it's, it's, um, confidence is fun, funny for me. It's, I don't know if it's something that you have or that you feel like I have confidence or I feel confident. I think it's kind of a mixture of both. Um, but it's something that I have to really work for every day. And I, as a sufferer of, uh, I have depression, I suffer from depression. Um, and as an introvert, I'm already kind of behind behind everybody else. Sometimes it feels like in the in the confidence department. Um, I'm already fighting a battle before I even get there. And then when I get into a new space, or even a space that I've already been in, I can start to just really have negative feelings about, okay, I'm not even sure I belong here. Um, this happened with me a week or so ago for a conference that I earned a place at. It's a leadership conference with my um, cosmetics company and sisters in that in that world. And every time we have these events, uh, I know I should be there. I know I belong there. I, this is my, I've been doing this for almost two years, but I will still walk in and I'm not entirely sure that I've owned it or that I've earned it. So I want to just talk about that a little bit today because I feel like um, I feel like this is a struggle that's not often talked about. We feel embarrassed when we don't feel like we belong. We feel like it's bad um, and that people can see that we feel like we don't belong. And I think that holds us back from a lot of things in life. Um, if we don't feel like we belong, we will 
tend to not go there, if that makes sense. So we're going to talk a little bit about today about, um, I'm just going to share some of my experience with that. And remember my, my preface with all of my episodes in this whole podcast show is I don't have all the answers, but I feel like the more we share our stories and we share some successes and we share some things that we deal with and go through and use to get through situations, the better we're able to understand our own situation. So while, while I don't have answers and that's not why I'm here, I'm not here to tell you how to fix anything or how to improve your life necessarily in a step-by-step way. I'm hoping that my experiences and just my take on life uh, is something that can encourage you um, in just the day-to-day of, okay, well, at least somebody else out there is feeling what I'm feeling and she's okay. So maybe I'm okay too. So I think fitting in and feeling like you belong actually gets harder as you get older. Um, Kids struggle with this. I've struggled with this my whole life. Um, I've mentioned in a previous episode that we moved around a lot as a kid. So I found like, I found that I was constantly kind of starting over with having to find new groups of friends and do new things, find new activities and find my place. Um, But when you're a kid, you kind of have, you have grownups, you have parents to kind of help you with that. You have teachers, you have uh, leaders and authority figures to kind of help you find a place, help you go meet other kids, that kind of thing. I think as we get uh, into our adulthood, it gets much, much harder because it's on us to find our place. We have to make the effort to go and do the things or learn the things or go, you know, leave the house and go join a group of people and try to fit in and make new friends. Um, for me, one thing that helped throughout the year is, you know, safety in numbers. I'm a band nerd. I'm a diehard, hardcore, nerdiest of the band nerd, band nerds. And this started in junior high when I picked up the clarinet as my junior high instrument. And, you know, one of the nerdiest possible instruments, I'm sorry, clarinet players, but you just got to own that. The clarinet is not cool. It's just not cool. But I played it. I rocked that thing from junior high sixth grade all the way through last year of college. So here's the deal is um, band is fantastic. So if you have a kid or you are a kid or you know someone who has a kid who is having a hard time fitting in, get them in a band. The, the, high, the school band is a phenomenal place to make friends because you're already put with a group of people. You have a common interest, which is music. And um, everybody's on the same nerd level you are, right? So everybody's trying to figure out how to play the thing when you're, you know, in sixth grade. Nobody knows how to make music on an instrument in the sixth grade when you first pick up your piccolo or your trombone or whatever. And so put everybody, get your kids into band or choir or something where they're, they have a ready-made group. Because I tell you, that was... I don't know if I came up with that yet or my parents did, but it was one of the smartest things we did for me as a kid was put me in a group where I already had people because finding people for me was really, really hard. So, and they, they become your safety in numbers, right? So you've got no matter where you go and you know, you're labeled as being in the band, but that's okay because there's like 200 of you, right? (laughs) If you're a cheerleader, you might be cooler, but there's only like 10 of you. So, you know, when you're in the band, you've got this mob of 200 people that that's your pack. That's who you're rolling with. So I did that all the way through junior high into high school. High school starts marching band or where I'm from and here in Texas. And so um, when and honestly, it's kind of saved me because when we moved to Texas, uh, we moved here after my eighth grade year. So I started high school in a brand new school in a brand new state uh, where I didn't know anybody, but I had band. Right. So I signed up for band. 
band always starts like a week before school does because you go out for your band camp, right? You, everybody's out there in the heat here in Texas in August. It's ridiculous. But you're out there learning how to march, how to play your instruments together, how to be a team essentially together before school even starts, which is kind of genius because then on the first day of school, you already know people. And that was huge for me coming into ninth grade into a high school that I didn't know a single person. Uh, we moved over the summer and um, I showed up at school on the first day of school already having a posse, right? So safety in numbers helps you in a lot of ways. And that was true for me all the way through college. Same thing, first day of college. Um, I went to Baylor University, sick and embarrassed. And, uh, you know, you show up a week early and college is super scary because you don't have parents around or anything. So you're truly out on your own when you're a freshman in college, your first day. And, but you show up in the marching band, you show up a week early and you get to know your band people and then school starts after that. So um, whatever it is, you know, safety in numbers is a fantastic way to feel like you belong. But what happens when you don't have those numbers? You know, as an adult, you aren't in your marching band <laughs> anymore for most of us. And um, so it's it becomes important to kind of figure out who you are along the way as an individual and not just as a member of a group because you're going to be faced in life and as you continue to grow and change and uh, your life continues to unfold before you you're going to continue to need to find a place or find a way to own your space But how do we know where our space is or what our space is? How do we know where we belong? And honestly, you know, if you don't have that safety in numbers, that built in group for you, you have to figure that out for yourself. And that's where things get really scary. That's where confidence comes into play. That's where following your passions and your dreams kind of comes into play. Because you may not know where you're supposed to be or what your space is until you actually start doing something and figure it out. Um, for me, I'm naturally good at a lot of things. And that's not me bragging. It's just I can pick up something and probably figure out how to do it, you know, moderately well, um, either with some instruction or, you know, a little bit of research, I can figure things out. Like for me, um, in school, you know, we talked about band. I played piano from age five. So when I started band, I already knew how to read music and, and do a lot of things musically. I'm no like master musician by any stretch, but I can figure out how to do some stuff like the opening intro music. I did that in garage band. Nobody showed me how to do that. I just figured out how to do that. And the, the closing music that you've been hearing, um, nobody showed me how to mix and remaster and do different things with a little tune, just taking a tune and turning it into different things. I just kind of figure stuff out. Also, was that way with sports. So I am moderately good at a handful of sports. Um, played tennis. I kind of figured that out on my own. I think I had a couple group lessons as a kid. And then in high school, I was on the tennis team. So played basketball, just kind of figure things out, you know, with some coaching and some, some instruction and general things. But I'm really good at finding something I'm interested in and just figuring out how to do it better. But I never, there are very few things that I actually spend the time mastering that I really want to become good at. And I think, I think when we find those things that really strike our interest in the things that are, um, the things that we decide to pursue as something, uh, that we really want to do, that's where we start to figure out what our space is for me. You know, one of the main ones lately has been my cosmetics business. Um, I've been doing this for about two years and 
Um, when I started, I was not really a makeup wearer. I never really was a makeup wearer. Just a basic, you know, foundation and you know maybe one shade of lipstick and a little bit of a little bit of blush, a little bit of ma mascara. But today, I'm actually a makeup artist with my company. So I, I started getting into the business and really started enjoying how uh, it made me feel, how my skin looked, how good everything looked, um, and just not in a sense of vanity. Like I enjoyed painting my face because I felt prettier. Um, on the outside, I actually felt prettier on the inside. And then I discovered how much fun it is to kind of play with different shades and different blending and different styles and different things with makeup that I decided, you know what, I'm gonna go through the certification uh, process with my company and become a certified makeup artist. And so I did that. So it's like the things that I, you know, I pick up, I don't know if I'm gonna like it to start with, but part of that's just being brave enough to try new things. So when you're looking for your place where you belong, you have to start by being brave enough to try new things. Now, not everything works out that way. I've tried plenty of things where I've been horrible at it. And it was pretty clear that this is not your space. This is not your room, Terry. Move on to something else. Don't try to force this. Don't try to make this work. But when you find, when you start finding your people, your like-minded people, or um, maybe it's a business that you do or a hobby that you do, you're going to feel good about it. And you're going to know that, okay, I can make this space work. I can own this space. But how do you find the confidence to get there? What, um, what? how do you even start? Like I, how did I start with makeup? Well, I saw friends doing it and I thought, you know what, I should try that too. And it turned out to be a good thing. Um, with other things, I just start myself. I just find something that I'm interested in, or I kind of fall into things and, and then just, you know, grow it, slowly grow the confidence to do more with it. So how can we grow confidence? So today in my shine text, you know, it talked about um, kind of a brag book, writing a brag book, talking, actually putting down on paper and finding a way to see and verbalize and recognize your own successes and the things that you are good with. To me, for me, it's actually surrounding myself with my wins. So I'm sitting here in my office today and on my wall, I've made a huge point of actually putting up on my wall the things that remind me of successes I've had. So, and it's a wide range of things. It's my, you know, college diploma that's on there, big and bold. Um, I've got all kinds of stuff. I've got certificates recognizing my volunteer service with my local police department. I've got, um, let's see, what else do I have here? I've got um, certificates of recognition for different achievements that I had uh, a couple of companies ago where I worked for, um, when I had a real job, air quotes, air quote, real job, uh, working for people, just recognition for different achievements along the way. Um, I have a certificate of um, completion that I wrote in Ostrich in South Africa. That was a big day. Got myself on an ostrich and rode it around like a crazy woman. Uh, I have little things in here like my bibs from my half marathon. So I've run three half marathons and that's a big deal for me as an asthma sufferer, as um, someone who has bad joints and things, um, someone who never believed that I could run very far because I can't breathe. Um, I've knocked out three half marathons. Um, so heck yeah, those things are on my wall where I can see them, see that accomplishment, remind myself that I can do things that I never thought I wanted to do and never thought I could do. Um, we'll talk about those kinds of things at another time. I have notes from friends, just little cute notes and cards that I get randomly from people from time to time that, you know, seem to be you know, just the right little pick me up uh, or something to make me laugh right in the middle of it. And then I also have a photo of myself um, 
hanging, literally hanging off a cliff. So years ago, a few years ago, my cousin invited me out to spend some time with him and we went hiking with a bunch of his friends. And he said, let's go, we'll go hiking. Um, this was not a hike. This was a hanging off the cliff climb. And I'm, I'm, I was in much better shape than I am then, uh, than I am right now. And, uh, I, uh, th this hike turned into literally hanging off a cliff. So you know, with him with his buddies, they're like expert climbers and that kind of thing. So they had me all strapped and roped in and all that kind of stuff. And honestly, and I'm not saying this is something that I felt like I, I do well and will continue to do because it's, that was a one-time deal. I might, I, you know, I might would do that again sometime. But the point of that was that it was something that I'd never done before. And it's, um, I totally conquered it. And, uh, you know, no fears of heights really. But when you're hanging off a cliff you can suddenly get really afraid of heights. But I was with people who knew what they were doing. They took good care of me and they were super impressed that I just, I didn't freak out and like refuse to do it once we got there. And honestly, I didn't have the time to freak out before I realized, oh my gosh, we're going to be hanging off of that cliff. But you know, the amazing part of that cliff climb experience was that it's in this place near Telluride, Colorado, and you can't see what's coming next, right? But just as you reach out for the next handhold, it's there. And the more, the further you go, you realize that every handhold is placed exactly where you need it, just in reach, even though you can't really see around that nook or cranny to find that next thing. And so why I love this photo of me hanging off this cliff so much is because we went all the way around the cliff and then all the way back to the car and not really being able to see where we were going, but, you know, developing the faith and the confidence that the next step was going to be there to support us, to keep us on the cliff. And I keep that photo up on my wall where I can see it because when you're an entrepreneur, when you're out doing your own thing, when, you know, every day is a little bit different and you can't really see the end or you can't see the path to the end just yet. Um, it's an amazing thing how God prov provides each step of the way. He doesn't wait for, and there's a, I put a Max Lucado quote on there and it says, God needs daily needs daily, not weekly or annually. And that's so true. And so when this all relates back to finding your space, you may not know what your ultimate space is. You may not know all the steps to get there, but I promise you, if you find something and commit to it, um, I have to think that if I had committed to tennis, you know, all in and really took lessons and really decided to hone my craft there, would I have turned into a much better tennis player? Could I have taken that further? Or, you know, if I were still playing piano regularly, which I don't, even though I have my piano here, um, would I be some master pianist somewhere doing some amazing things? That's not necessarily my dream, but could I have done it? So when you're on that cliff and you can't see the next spot, but you know that you want to get to the end, you want to conquer this challenge, the further we went in this climb, the more excited I got about finishing it because I realized how difficult it was, but I also realized how amazing it was to just kind of reach out and find that next foothold or that next handhold that took me to the next spot. And knowing that someone had gone before me and placed all those things and that these guys knew what they were doing, um, I had help to get there, but it also took a whole lot of courage for me to reach out and not bail and say, guys, I'm going to go wait for you back at the truck. You guys have fun. And if you know, call me if you fall <laughs> kind of thing. But reaching out and having the faith and the confidence in yourself to get to that space that you want to own is half the battle. So I encourage you, if you don't have a way to celebrate your own wins, 
to make a point to do that this week, whether it's, you know, you don't have to put a bunch of stuff on your wall if you don't have the time to do that. I do it as I go, as I earn another thing, or, you know, if I find it amusing or encouraging as something I've accomplished, I put it on my wall. And, um, I mean, I've got all kinds of stuff in here and it's, you know, I have to sometimes, it's been a good reminder today to take a moment and, um, just breathe and just look at my walls and figure, you know, remember, okay, Terry, you've done some really amazing things. Um, were those places where you felt like you could belong? I don't know, but I do. And I did. And so, um, I encourage you to take some time this week and maybe whether it's a, whether it's a brag book where you start writing down things that you you've accomplished, whether it's a friend that you talk to, um, whether it's just, you know, sitting in your living room and going, okay, I made these children and <laughs> I keep them alive every single day. And that's a huge accomplishment. And, uh, or if you go to work, you know, you have your job, you think, uh, okay, I want you to brag on yourself at least about one thing this week. I made it to work this week. Today is a Monday. I made it to work today on Monday and, um, I turned on my computer and I accomplished some tax tasks today. It doesn't have to be amazing things like, running a half marathon. But if you've run a half marathon, dude, celebrate that. Celebrate that every day. Um, I don't know if I'll do another one. I've done three. I feel like I've pretty much gotten everything I want out of that. But for, you know, for someone who has been ill all her life, um, that I knocked out three. And my last one, my goal was to break two minutes, uh, two, two minutes, holy cow, two hours. I wanted to get under two hours and I did it at an hour and 58. And so, I mean, I, I owned that space. So I want to talk just a little bit more about um, what it really means to own your space. You might not know what your space is just yet, but I just want to focus on today owning the space you're in right now. So wherever you're listening right now, wherever you're, whatever you're doing today, um, Focus on owning it with who you are. And what I mean by that is, and I don't have, I don't have all the answers to that. I'm not an expert on owning my space, but, um, it's important that we understand that our voice is valid. Um, there are so many times that I, refre I refrain from saying something because I feel like it doesn't matter what I have to say. It's not going to be heard. Do you feel like that ever? Do you feel like it I just, I'm not going to say anything because it doesn't matter. And this is whether it's a group conversation, whether it's a group planning session, sometimes it's one-on-one -on -one with friends. Like I will, I hold my back myself back from saying things that could make a difference or either that are important to me because I feel like I'm not going to be heard on the other end. And part of owning your space is realizing that your voice matters, what you have to say and what you feel matters. And it's not any, it's not anyone else's responsibility to validate you for that. And that's really hard for me sometimes. Like, I feel like I need a positive validation from somebody to feel that what I just said or what I'm feeling is valid. And actually, that's not true at all. Not everybody's going to agree or support what you have to say or validate you. But that doesn't mean what you have to say or what you feel isn't important. So um, never base your feelings of worth on feeling accepted by others. That's a hard, hard thing for me to grasp and to understand, but it's so important. And I find that the times when I'm feeling like I don't own the space or I don't belong in a space, is because I'm looking for something back from somebody else that isn't coming. Does that make sense? It's my worth in that moment or in that space or in whatever it is I'm doing. 
I'm I'm putting it on someone else to make me feel like it's okay for me to be, be there. But really the responsibility is on me to make sure I feel like it matters that I'm there. I have to validate myself. Does that make sense? So um, the key is for me to separate myself from what other people are thinking. And that's super hard as an empath, as someone who uh, is an introvert who overthinks and places uh, so much of my value on what other people are thinking and doing, it's hard to break that habit. And I don't know that I have all the answers to that, but I think it starts with believing in yourself and owning your space. So here I am today launching this brand new podcast uh, into the interwebs, into the podcastosphere. It's a word. I just, I just coined that. That's mine. I, I own that. <laughs> maybe I do. Maybe I don't. I don't know. But I don't know that I belong in this space. Uh, I have things to say, of course, and I have equipment to record it. And I have a platform through Anchor to launch it and edit it and make it all pretty and, and hopefully pleasing to your ears. But does it matter? I mean, do I, do I really have anything to say? Is this thing going to catch on? And honestly, Today, it doesn't matter. Do I hope that it catches on? Absolutely. I want this thing to fly. I want everybody to, uh, I want everybody to hear me. And not because it's me saying things, it's because I feel like the things I have to say are important. Um, but I don't know that I own the space yet. So what you, what I have to do when I feel like I need to break into a, a new space is tell myself that I already own it. It's already mine. So uh, today, I am owning the podcast is fear. The podcast sphere is mine. Um, you have to believe that what you have to say or what you, the value that you bring to the room is valuable. Does that make sense? You have to walk into it knowing that um, this is yours. It's yours for the taking. And I don't mean that as, you know, like, like taking things from others. I'm taking the space that's already mine. It's already mine. And, and there's space for everyone, which is the coolest thing. So today, I just hope that you hear from me that as I launch into this new podcast space, the podcast is fear. Um, know that if you feel like you are unsure or don't belong, you're not alone. We all feel that way. But, you know, some of the best ways to get over that fear is just to jump into it. And I'm... I am one of the least, the last ones to just jump into things and, and try to make a space for myself. But honestly, I've been trying to do that more and more and more. And over the past couple of years, you know, with all of my entrepreneur things that I'm trying to do to kind of create this world where I feel like I'm making a difference in several different platforms and hopefully influencing pe people in positive ways and, and encouraging others to do similar things. Um, you just kind of have to own it. And I've been getting more strength. I have my days though, when I'm like, okay, no, this is all wrong. I just, I don't feel confident here. I don't feel like anybody cares. I don't feel like I'm making the difference, but all of those things are in me. That position is on in my head and in my heart. And so we have to work on ourselves to get to a place where we feel like we're owning our space. So um, I just, I want to encourage you today to do that, to, Take a moment and just celebrate your wins for the day. It doesn't matter. Small wins are wins. We got to focus on the small wins until we get to the bigger wins. So today, my small wins that yeah, my <laughs> my tongue-tied small wins that I'm focusing on is that I've I've accomplished five episodes of a podcast. Oh my gosh, that's huge! Um, I didn't really have a plan, uh, but I buckled down over the past week and and got some content out of my head and into the airwaves, and so. I'm so thankful for that. And whether 
whether it goes far or it doesn't go far, I'm going to keep plugging along because when I feel like I've, I have come to a place in my life where I want to own more spaces with what I have to say. And I don't know what that looks like yet. Um, but you know what, to start something, to feel like you're owning a space, you don't have to know what that looks like to get started. Um, just like on the cliff where I was hanging on and reaching out, the next steps will come available to you become obvious to you when you are ready, when you're reaching out and looking for it, then it's going to come to you, but you have to reach out. It's not going to land in your hand. If I had sat there on that cliff and not reached my hand out, which was scary at some point, because I was only holding on with maybe one or one other foot in a, in an arm, reaching out, having confidence in yourself to be able to hold your spot here and reach out to the next spot is having faith in yourself and having faith in God that the next thing is going to be there for you. And that is the way to own your space. All right, we're going to close out for today. Uh, thank you so much for listening today, talking about uh, do I belong? How do I own my space? Um, I Again, my goal is just that if there's anything that I have to say that encourages you where you are, uh, just know that you're not the only one going through a, a place in your life where maybe you feel like you don't quite belong or you're not sure how to get there, but um, you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. You can own your space. So that's, that's my message to you today. Um, I want to thank everyone who's listening so far. Five episodes in will officially launch today. Uh, I'm so excited that I'm on so many platforms already with more to come. Um, if you're listening from the Anchor app or Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, or Stitcher, thank you so much for tuning in. It's so exciting for me to be on all of those platforms with more to come. Uh, and as always, if you see that little button at the top of the page that says support this podcast, you know I'd love your support. So whether you're going to send me a message telling me how amazing I am or telling me that I need to stop saying things, <laughs> probably not going to stop, but I appreciate any input. If there's something that you, um, by now, hopefully you're getting kind of a feel for who I am and, and what I talk about. If there's something you'd like to hear about, let me know. Um, I, I don't know that I have anything to say about it, but I'm happy to hear from you. Um, and just the little button at the top supporting this podcast uh, just helps me do what I do. It helps me from start to finish because I do all the things. So I write it, I think it, I speak it, I edit it, I put it all together and then launch it here for you uh, after every episode. So your support is super uh, fantastic. If you are so led, it's like passing the offering plate at the end of the church service, right? <laughs> um, today, the closing music is one uh, more of my little uh, reworks of my sister's little tune. And we're going to talk more about why all that is important to me. And I'm so glad to have that. But today's uh, mix is called Techno Groove right? It just feels so techni, techno-y and groovy. So I'm going to close with that for you. Thank you again for listening and I will see you next time on I Have Things to Say. <laughs>